You are listening to Meet Me at the Tzomet, the Intersection, with Jewish Connectivities, Rabbi Arnie Samlin, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about Rabbi Samlin and Jewish Connectivity, please visit jewishconnectivity.com. Shalom, this is Rabbi Arnie Samlin, and it's my pleasure to welcome you as we meet at the Tzomet at the intersection here in the JCast Network. It's baseball season once again, and I'll be rooting for my Chicago Cubs, as I always have. It's a lifelong tradition. I have an excuse. I grew up in Chicago. The Cubs have just never managed to make it back to the World Series in over 100 years. This year, they have a new head honcho who they brought over from the Boston Red Sox after he had built a pennant winner and ultimately a World Series winner then. As is the case when a team is trying to build itself up, there's a lot of wheeling and dealing. Players are traded and sold. Players are demoted from the major league to the minor league. Minor league players are promoted up to the majors. That's how you build a winner, as it turns out. However, behind every one of those athletes is a real, honest human being. And we tend to depersonalize it a lot, and we do it from the time that we're kids. As kids, we trade our baseball cards to one another, sometimes trying to build up a team of great players that would be winners. And then as adults, we have fantasy sports teams, and once again, we're buying, selling, and trading players. I used to be a lot worse. Back in my childhood, there was something called the Reserve Clause, which almost tied a player to his team for his entire career if that team wanted him. Then along came a gentleman named Kirk Flood who challenged the Reserve Clause, and that brought in the age of free agency, when an athlete had a bit more control over his career choices and over what team he wanted to play for. But when I think about this, It really brings back the whole idea to me of indentured servitude or slavery as it appeared in the Bible. Because there too, a person who is an indentured servant was to work for a master for a certain number of years, not for a lifetime, and at the end of that certain number of years he could re-up or not. Now, it wasn't a perfect situation and there were certainly differences between how an Israelite was treated, and how one who wasn't an Israelite was treated. But nonetheless, there was a recognition that that indentured servant was a real human being. We don't often realize that with sports players. We don't recognize that every time a sports player is traded, that quite likely they're going to have to uproot their family, their spouse, their kids, that they may be thousands of miles from their parents, Um, that even being promoted and demoted takes a tremendous emotional toll on the player. But we look at it as the cost of doing business. The slave was treated fairly and was treated as a human being in biblical Judaism. There was a recognition that his comfort mattered to the point that if a master and slave were on the road together, the slave would get the better living accommodations and the more comfortable bed. So, somewhere along the line, we have learned in our society to depersonalize and dehumanize other people. We don't do it intentionally or maliciously, 
but we do it in terms of how we view our athletes. We do it sometimes in terms of how we view employees. And employees often depersonalize and dehumanize their employer, their bosses. We may not fully respect and honor the folks who deliver the newspaper in the morning or the people who pick up our garbage. Nonetheless, we're lost without those people in much the same way that without a good team, our favorite sports team wouldn't make it at all. The question is, other than sports and other than athletes, are there times that we tend to dehumanize, depersonalize, devalue other human beings? Times that we don't fully recognize that every human being is Salam Elohim and that every change that we impose on another person's life really changes a lot for them. It's something we need to be much more cognizant of. How can we do a better job of always making sure that we respect the other in our lives? That we always take cognizance of what it is that others are being asked to sacrifice when they do their jobs. We'd like to hear your thoughts, so please be sure to leave them either on the Facebook page of Jcast Network or on the Twitter feed of Jewish Connective. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Go out there and make great things happen. Shalom.